everyone, and welcome back to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single Fallout Boy lyric. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And this week, we are tackling Moving Pictures, which is the second-to-last song on Fallout Boy's Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. Yes. And, okay, so I'm looking at the Genius.com synopsis okay. of this song, and I'm going to read it to you. Okay. The song is about the singer remembering how he used to watch films with someone, presumably a woman. The girl was interested in him romantically, but the singer only saw her as a friend, but a very good friend. The singer laments how her feelings destroyed the friendship which was very precious to him. Huh. I don't get that at all. Well, I think actually we're going to... I think I see... I can back calculate where, the, where they're coming from. Sure. But, but that's not some... what I get from listening to the song or reading over the lyrics. You have to really take a lot of leaps. Yes. Well, I guess you really only have to take one leap, I think. And that's why is he in... Well, we'll get to it in the lyric. Yeah. I mean... Okay, so the, the song starts out talking about watching movies at this person's right. house. Um, and so the line that we've chosen is, Excuse me if I'm rude, but I'd rather that we just strike from the record ones I'd see again without you leaning on my shoulder, distracting me from the plot line. Ones being movies. Movies. Yeah. So this person who did this interpretation interpreted he didn't like the subject of the song putting their head on his shoulder because it distracted him from the movie. Yes. I looked at it as she rested her head on his shoulder and at the time he was like, Boy, I sure I'm glad she's resting her head on my shoulder. That's how I interpreted. And then they broke up, and he's like, "Ugh, I missed all those great movies." Yeah, or or, it, or whatever. Like, I think this is in in retrospect that she was distracting him from the plot lines, or he looks at it as bad in retrospect. Yeah, because he says, "I'd rather that we just strike from the record all the movies that I'd be willing to watch again without you." Right. Let's forget, Which is, let's forget all those. Let's act like like we never watched those movies. Yeah. So that I can, presumably so that I can watch them again at some point without right. having to think about you. I, I think this is the most petty it's so, art school, like film school bullshit. That, yes. You know what I think of when I listen to this song? High fidelity. Fidelity. Yep. Was that what you were thinking? Exactly. Were we having a little bit of hive mind happening there? A little bit. Hive mind. High fidelity mind. Uh huh. We did it again. Mm -hmm. Oops. Um. So. (laughs) Oh no! I've I've activated her secret evil plan. (laughs) What podcast are we on? (laughs) Um. No, but like, yeah, I definitely think it's a very high fidelity, and if we're being frank, truly any Nick Nick Hornby protagonist yeah. outlook. And like, not that I haven't identified with or like found the things to relate to, but it's like the worst part of, of the, of those protagonists. Sure. And I mean, and it's not even specifically high, like high fidelity always comes to mind when somebody's like, you know, men- mentions basically like petty breakup right. stuff. Right. I'm like, Oh, right. That. Right. 
listeners may not be aware of the fact that I am not a fan of right. Nick Hornby in general and specifically High Fidelity. But like I spent the earlier part of this evening looking through my high school poetry notebook, uh-huh. which was not worse than this. <laughs> it feels very much like this, it right? It feels so much like this. Um, And I know that Fall Out Boy are, uh, are, are at least High Fidelity fans. One, because the movie was set in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's not an I know thing. That's just a coincidence. They they don't necessarily like definitely like the movie because of its being set in Chicago. Um, but they have there's a B side on from under the cork tree called the music or the misery, okay. which is a specific quote from High Fidelity, which okay. came first, the music or the misery. Were we sad and then wrote sad songs, or did we write sad songs and they made us miserable? Right. I don't think that it's a coincidence that this reminds us of High Fidelity. Yeah, and I'm not shocked to hear that emo era Pete Wentz. Yeah, or even a, like primo era, yeah. Yeah, well, well, from Under the Cork Tree. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah, absolutely. Um, sure. I'm not shocked to hear that Pete Wentz circa from Under the Cork Tree was like, yeah, High Fidelity. Yeah. That's got some good angst. <laughs> It does, though. It, no, it does. It does. <laughs> that movie makes yeah. me so mad because I love John Cusack so much. Yeah. And I just can't. There, there's there's so much to love about the the, the casting yeah. to love about that movie. And, and like, I hate I hate movies where it's like, no, but the point is he's bad. And so that's why it, it, it hurts me so much to say, no, but the point is that he's bad. And I know that's the point, but I don't want to watch yeah. movies about bad no, people. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is... A crappy take on a relationship like yeah i guess not unrelatable like but it feels like bad high school poetry exactly yeah if, if you told me i mean i know that we've talked about how this album was largely written by patrick yeah if you told me that pete wrote this yeah i wouldn't be shocked it sounds more like it sounds more like pete than any of the other songs that we've talked about so far and this song sounds more like like Take it, take this to your grave. Follow up, yeah, too. Yeah, and this I believe was on that same split that an earlier song we talked about. Oh, growing up, I think mm-hmm. it was growing up and moving pictures were on like another release. So this was yeah. a, like one of the singles, and yeah. you can tell with like the guitar work that they're doing and whatever. It's just a wild, it's a wild lyric to have because it's basically like, huh, we broke up and. I now have to go back and watch a whole bunch of movies I watched with you when you were distracting me by putting your head on my shoulder. Distracting me from the plot lines drives me absolutely bonkers. It's yeah. such a it's such a pretentious thing to say. Yeah, it really is. Even if it was like distracting me from the movie. Same number of syllables. Yeah. But plot lines. Plot line. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. In a way, this has been my favorite one to date. Because mm-hmm. as we you know, as we've talked about, the album progresses along yes. nicely. Yes. In a way, it makes me want to throttle young Fallout Boy and be like, be better. Be more like your future selves. Yeah. Dear your future, future self. self. Yep. James. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I that, almost feel that, like... That one, to be fair, I was thinking it, and then I heard you say, duh, and I was like, okay, we're going for it. Yeah. That one was not a mistake. Like, when recently we said it's wild on, on Newsy's Minute, and we weren't even listening to each other, and yeah, we both said it's wild. That was me being like, dear, oh, yep, yeah, we're, we're going for it. Yeah. And I think actually what we're going to see on Take This to Your Grave is that the lyrics get better, mm-hmm. 
but maybe the pettiness doesn't. Yeah. For a little bit. I think the pettiness largely has gone away by From Under the Cork Tree, but there's some there's some pettiness on Take This to Your Grave. You know, there's there are there's a lot of petty flavor yeah. throughout I feel like most of their albums. Yeah. There's at least some element of pettiness in at least one song off all of the albums, but this is just like unfettered. And most of, like, as they get older and grow into themselves a little bit more, it stops feeling so, it stops feeling petty, even if the ultimate kind of sentiment is the same. I think they add a level of self-deprecation to the lyrics. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think about the, you know, um, find ways to turn boys next door into assholes mm-hmm. or whatever that lyric is. And he kind of laughs. Like, yeah. Because I think it's, I think that that laugh always makes me think of, like, he's like, that was a good line. It's true, though. And I've been the asshole more than I've been the boy next door. Sure. Like, it, there's, there's, I think there's a lot more, like. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to watch them grow. Yeah. And and to you know having had this conversation about this very petty song, mm-hmm. look at take this to your grave. Yeah, remembering that. Yeah, but which we we may and we may not touch back on that because you know single line from a song doesn't necessarily. Yeah, but like I can think of the first track on take this to your grave. For me, I'm gonna push for a very very petty line. Okay. So I think that we're but like tell that Mick is a way better song than anything else on this album like yeah it, it's just more polished i mean it's, yeah. it's better written anyways so. i'm excited to get to take this to your grave we have one week left of fallout boys evening out with your girlfriend yeah it's been a long evening such a long evening <laughs> all right okay i think that's good all right well we are on social media we are on twitter at thanks for the lyrics pod that is no vowels including the y Individually, I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We are on the Scavengers Network, which is on Twitter at ScavengersNet. And you can join the Scavengers Network Patreon, which we contribute to bonus content for mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. There are various tiers. You'll get stuff from us. You'll get stuff from the other great shows, such as Unnatural 20s. Yes. Which at the time of this recording has just joined the network. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. Oof. They are, if I lived in California, I would probably be friends with the, with these people. They, this con, the concept of this show is so James, it drives me absolutely bonkers. It's true. To think that there's someone on the other side of the country that, that had such a James thought. Yep. They take a D20. They have a list of 20 quests. Mm-hmm. They take a D20. And the DM of the episode, they rotate DMs, mm-hmm. rolls the dice, and then whatever comes up, they go on that quest. Sometimes it's a, what do you, you know, what 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 kind of thing do you like? What would you be like in an alternate universe? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm giving examples from the first episode because I just listened to the other. Sure. Sometimes it's a, all right, we have we have a, you know, a little bit of a role-playing, like, one-shot. Yeah. Ugh, it's so good. And they, they clearly like each other just so much it's yeah. so it's really refreshing to hear. their rapport is really lovely For and sure. i enjoy it quite a bit and i'm willing to bet that our listeners will too if they go check it out that is unnatural 20s uh just a quick shout out for caitlin's laugh one of the best laughs i've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> it will level buildings but it's fantastic i love it <laughs> i love it all right well that'll do it for us today next week we are moving into the final 
episode on this album. But until next week, hey, Fallout Boy. Thanks for the lyrics. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.